Hi everyone, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo, I am the main film critic for the website Quipster.net. You can find all of my written work, over 3,850 reviews to choose from at that website. Quipster.net is where to go, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today I'm going to be looking at a film called Nerve. It's a thriller primarily. It does have romantic elements to it as well. It's a PG-13 rated film because of thematic material that involves dangerous and risky behavior, some sexual content, language, drug content, drinking, and nudity, all involving teens. The runtime is an hour and 36 minutes, and the main stars are Emma Roberts and Dave Franco, with supporting roles going to Emily Mead, Miles Heiser, and Juliette Lewis. The directors are Henry Joost and Ariel Schulman, and the screenplay plays by Jessica Scharzer, who is basing it off of a novel by Gene Ryan. The novel by Gene Ryan was published back in 2012, and to some modest success, it's a young adult cyber thriller, and Jessica Scharzer, who has cut her teeth in the industry primarily as a writer for some episodes of American Horror Story, does the adaptation. The directors are Henry Joost and Ariel Schulman. If those names sound familiar to you, it's because they were the directors of the documentary that had a similar subject about the dangers of the internet culture. Back in 2010, there was a film called Catfish that was out. It later became a television show on MTV. And of course, that spawned a new phrase that was coined for the modern generation as far as having a phony online persona that ends up luring unsuspecting people into thinking that persona is real. Emma Roberts is a star. She plays Venus Delmonico. She's known as V in her online persona. She's an introverted, straight-as-an-arrow senior who is attending high school in Staten Island. V is cajoled by her more outgoing and bold friend, Sydney, played by Emily Mead. Sydney wants V to install a popular underground smartphone and desktop app called Nerve, in which one can choose to be either a player who participates in a customized series of dares for cash deposits and a rabid follower base, or one can choose to be a watcher who, for a fee, contributes to the game system by making dare suggestions, monitoring and submitting approval, somewhat similar to the app Periscope, whenever they're completed by these players that they've been watching. V is pegged pretty much by all of her friends as an instant watcher. However, she decides to be a little bit more daring and to see what more life has to offer as someone on the player side. Her first dare as a player is to kiss a complete stranger in a diner for five seconds, and that introduces her to her kissy, Dave Franco's Ian. He turns out later to be revealed as a player himself. The game continues to pair up these two based on algorithms that were generated through the harvesting of their online personas, you know, culling all of this information from their social media accounts as well as their own private accounts, including their bank account, and... The watchers also want to keep putting these two together because they look cute together, so why not continue and see where things go? And that leads them to continue their misadventures on demand through department stores and the bustling streets of Manhattan. And the problem is that the further you are as a player into the competition, the harder it is to quit whether you want to or not. You know, one thing that occurred to me as I was watching Nerve is that it kind of reflects reality in some way. It kind of captures... It's actually coming out at quite an interesting time because right now there are millions of people roaming the streets after downloading the monumentally popular game app called Pokemon Go. 
In Pokemon Go, you, you have people who are trying to fulfill an online game while they're out and about in the public, and, you know, they have to go to various places in order to try to capture these Pokemon characters and to collect them and to also battle others for gaming glory out in the streets, many of them putting themselves or others in danger when they're not paying attention or walking places where they shouldn't go. And I think Nerve is probably going to benefit somewhat from tapping into the mania that can overtake people who merely pursue things of little to no value just because so many others are also wanting to do those trivial things. So it becomes a thing out of nothing, really. And and people just do it because they want to be recognized by others for being a true player of this very popular thing. You know, from outside appearances, I think one could relegate Nerve as this kind of all-flash, little-substance, teenage version of David Fincher's 1998 film, The Game. But I think that there's more to this movie than merely surface pleasures. For one, I think the film in its own way, captures the kind of social media hysteria of following the pack. You know, people desire to obtain the things that everybody else wants in life, not because they themselves want it, but because so many other people want these things, it becomes something that they desire as well, because they want to have the thing that everybody wants. I think it also looks at how the internet has put everyone into some sort of camp. You're either kind of an exhibitionist. You're the person who wants to generate traffic and to be seen by everybody else for doing crazy things or posting funny videos or making incendiary comments or whatever and just kind of generating traffic, getting your 15 minutes of fame, as it were. Or you happen to be a voyeur. You're one of those people who like to watch people do stupid things or say stupid things. or You're either watching or you're being watched by hundreds or thousands or perhaps even millions based on the outrageousness of the words or the deeds that are propagated on the net for all to see. And I think that this film also exposes this internet mentality and its anonymity. People are willing to say or support some of the vilest of opinions or positions so long as they don't have to expose their own name or face when doing so. You know, people just want to see other people either succeed or fail, and they want to be, you know, they want to be able to kind of nudge it along with through their own commentary and feel part, I guess, of this world. So Nerve definitely does have an emphasis here on its visuals as well as its sounds. There is a very striking neon glowing cinematography to this film. It kind of reminded me somewhat of the Neon Demon, but this is a PG-13 rated film, so it's not quite as dark as that film, but it is about this kind of narcissism that exists in societies, specifically looking at millennials or other people who are growing in this culture of being watched and being admired by others and feeling like you are popular. So the cinematography here by Michael Simmons is really a true highlight of this movie. And I think that this, as far as the sounds go, there's a, a nearly nonstop collection of very catchy pop and dance selections, electronic selections on this very well curated soundtrack. And it includes a couple of moments of homage in that soundtrack. You have an older song, Wu-Tang Clan's Cream. The theme of that song ties in pretty well with the themes of avarice within the movie. People are doing things for money. They want that money. They want to keep getting that money. Also, another old song that ties in well with the themes, You Got It, Anything You Want, You Got It by Roy Orbison. That indicates just how far one is willing to go to please their admirers. You're doing it for money. You're doing it for fame. You're doing it for your people. You know, it just becomes kind of addicting for those players. And there's some pretty inventive camera angles that are employed throughout. There's a certain look here. 
I think one especially interesting look is the way that the directors are placing the camera as if it's behind the LEDs of a computer or smartphone screen. So it's almost like you're looking out of the screens of these phones or these computers and you can see the images and words that are appearing on the screen as they're overlaid over the people who are looking at those screens. You know, the images and the words are seen backwards across the actors' faces or bodies. There's a whole slew of these pop-up conversations that take place across the screen. We see the buzz that's being generated by people who are competing or completing the various dares. From a visual standpoint and from this music that's used in this film, it definitely is a highlight. Another thing that reminded me of the Neon Demon somewhat, uh, the two lead performers, Dave Franco and Emma Roberts, they work really well together. I can see why it does work for the purposes of this film, because just as the people who are playing this game as a watcher want to see these two together, perhaps as a romantic couple, maybe, so do we as the watchers of the watchers who are watching the players. We want to see them together and we want to see what happens to them. And it becomes kind of its own little story that we become interested in. Even if their characters aren't really any more deep than whatever's necessary within the course of the story to show us that gets us from scene to scene, I think that Roberts and Franco do bring a lot of their own personal charm that makes it interesting to watch just for seeing them and their relationship and the strains back and forth as they're both competing in this game that really only one person can end up winning. I think that nerve, as a film, begins to falter, though, in its third act, and that's when the implausibility factor of these dares, as well as the participants' willingness to do them, escalates into the realm of the absurd. And being that it's a PG-13 film based on a book aimed at young adults, this is something that never quite gets as sordid as it could, despite the Neon Demon comparisons. This definitely is not anywhere near as vulgar or as pushy as that film in terms of trying to provoke feelings in the audience, even though there are some things in here that will unnerve some people, such as dares that take place at great heights or ones that are just extremely foolish or dangerous to do. You know, lives here are on the line as the players begin to do increasingly more crazy stunts. They climb to the upper echelon of the competition and the watchers really are pushing them to do more and more and more to the point where somebody's probably going to end up dying. So what happens is we get this overblown showdown between the elite players during the film's climax, and that takes a turn, and it pretty much either threatens to sink the film for some viewers, or for others it may actually sink the film. So it really depends, particularly in how it plays out. So this is definitely a case where we have a movie that one will be more admiring of for its journey, more so than its ultimate destination. So how much you enjoy Nerve as a movie will probably be directly tied into how willing you are to forgive a lot of leaps in logic necessary for the sake of an overall entertaining yarn. So if you can suspend disbelief, and there's going to be a lot of it that it's going to ask you to suspend here, for the sake of that sheer entertainment value of this provocative premise and some of the underlying social commentary, I think that you'll be more likely to enjoy the candy-coated thrills of this film. I think, like the viral videos that you find every day while you're surfing the net, Nerve may not be remembered when the next example of something to catch your attention comes along, but while it's on... It is definitely not easy to take your eyes off of the screen. So I think that I'm going to put this into the realm of a guilty pleasure. I can recognize a lot of the flaws within this film. There are a lot of story elements that bother me. 
This definitely will be for people who are looking for some sort of logical rules or understanding of what's behind the app or who put it together and why. And you're not going to get very satisfactory answers. In fact, one of the changes that Joost and Shulman made from the book is that, you know, even though the book is only four years old, we live in a very different kind of society today in terms of our smartphones and our apps and, you know, how integrated they are into the day-to-day things that we do. So it changed from a website in the 2012 book to an app that you bring with you every place you go for the purpose of this movie. Also, in the original book, there was a corporation that was behind all of these things, and so there was kind of a defined enemy, whereas in this film, the enemy is kind of us, the people who are watching and egging all of this on and becoming vested into perpetuating this narcissistic society of young people into this game. So I like the commentary. I like some of the metaphorical aspects to this film, social political underpinnings. I'm giving three stars out of four for Nerve. I do think that teenagers will like this more than most. This is not a film for tweens. This definitely does have some appeal for adults who are interested in either what their teens are doing or in the future culture and as far as technology and how it's used and how intrusive it is and what it's like to be a person who lives in a society in which everything that one does doesn't really exist unless it's online. You know, if, if your pictures aren't posted on Instagram or on Facebook for everyone to see, then nobody cares that you did it, I guess. And there are a lot of people that do things just so they can get their pictures online for everybody to see. You know, your online persona, whether it's in Facebook or Instagram or any of these other places, is the reflection of what you want other people to see you as. So a lot of people will put that they're a man of adventure or a woman of the world or whatever in their profile, even though maybe the reality is a lot of the things that are in their profile are not things that people would naturally have done, but they want to gain the admiration of their peers. Along those lines, I do think that this is a very interesting piece and definitely in keeping with the kind of things that are going on today, not only in Pokemon Go, but pretty much the way things are heading for entertainment and ego and some of the dangers that can occur when those things get combined. Three stars out of four go to Nerve. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I do hope that you enjoyed this review. If you did, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button. And if you've been listening a while, there are two ways that you can support the show if you want to keep it going. One is to go to patreon.com slash quipster and becoming a patron of the show. All of what you hear is out of pocket for the hosting, and all of the films that I go see are paid for by me in order to bring you these reviews. So your help is greatly appreciated. Also, if you happen to be on iTunes and you don't want to spend any money, you can definitely help out the show a great deal by just leaving a review there. The Quipster Film Review Podcast is the name of the show, and Quipster is spelled Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R. Thanks, everyone. Until next time, I hope that you enjoy your time. Anytime you get to go to the movies. 